Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I have a brain. This week on the podcast, we are talking about some really, really complicated stuff. We'll talk about how sleep happens on the neurological level, what happens in your brain and your body when you're going to sleep and when you are asleep. We'll discuss brain waves, the neurological structures involved in initiating sleep, and switching between REM and NREM sleep. And we'll discuss some really cool things about how your brain learns while you're asleep. This episode is going to have a lot of long, complicated words and phrases. Also, I won't be covering everything. I'm not a neurologist, and I did draw a line when I got to the neurology about not mentioning every single facet of this stuff. Really, it's just I didn't talk about how everything triggers each other and how everything like connects or you know how it's being turned on or off as you go through. Well, I kind of did, but not we'll get there when we get there. The brain is a really, really complicated system. There's a lot that we don't know. And the things that we do know are really, really perplexing and very challenging to comprehend. I'll try my best to break things down. I'll try to talk about the things that aren't in the source documents. uh, And but this is hard. So if you're here to learn, Have fun. If you're here to support me, thank you. And if you're here to fill up time and space in your day, get ready. Some of these words are fun if you're not thinking about what they mean. So let's get into it. And let's start with the basics. When you're feeling sleepy and transitioning into sleep, here's what happens in general. Your body drops a few degrees in temperature. There's an acute release in inflammatory cytokines, acute meaning uh, sudden in the moment and for a short period of time. Your body and brain relaxes, which is reflected in brain waves and deactivation in arousal systems, such as the sympathetic nervous system. Your body decreases in its cortisol levels, which is the main stress hormone, and your body will slow everything down through depressive or inhibitory neurotransmitters. These are all the things that the body will do while it's falling asleep. So we're gonna discuss how all of these things happen. And first, comes darkness. There are two processes that make you sleepy. Process S, which is controlled mainly by adenosine. This is the longer that you're awake, the more sleepy you feel. Uh, And adenosine is a neurotransmitter responsible for fatigue, feeling tired, and it has a depressive effect on the body. It goes up while you're awake, it builds while you're awake, and it goes down when you're asleep. Caffeine is actually an adenosine antagonist, and that's how it prevents fatigue. Uh, there's also process C of sleep, which is the circadian r- rhythm that we talked about in an earlier episode. The circadian rhythm is highly involved in initiating sleep uh, <clears throat> and controlling those sleep stages. Uh, and how long they happen and when they're happening. Uh, Human beings are diurnal creatures, meaning that they sleep during the night. You may never have heard the word diurnal, but you have heard the word nocturnal, which is sleeping during the morning. Uh, Diurnal is the opposite of that. If you can remember from the other sleep episodes, one of the tips we had for better sleep was to turn the lights down near your bedtime because we are a dark, deprived society. So what exactly happens when darkness registers in 
in your body. Well, first, photons that are decreasing will go through your photopigment melanopsin, which is located in retinal ganglion cells. That then triggers a neurotransmitter called glutamate, which triggers the retinohypothalamic retinohypothalamic tract, which triggers the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which then sets off the pineal gland, the paraventricular nucleus, the subparaventricular nucleus, the dorsomedial nucleus, and the medial preoptic area. Remember when I said there are a lot of big words? Yeah. Anyways, the pineal gland produces melatonin, which promotes sleep anticipation in the brain's default mode network. Uh, melatonin is linked to the restor- like restorative effects of sleep and increases your feelings of sleepiness. The paraventricular nucleus controls stress, and the medial preoptic nucleus regulates body temperature, each of which controls the things that we said needs- the body needs to do before sleeping. Darkness is the first domino that topples the mechanism mechanisms involved in initiating sleep. Now we can talk about the components involved for making all of these things happen. Neurotransmitters. The way that the brain makes things happen is with a combination of electricity, neurotransmitters, and hormones. The difference between these two, hormones and neurotransmitters, are that hormones are secreted by the endocrine system into the bloodstream, and neurotransmitters are released in the synaptic gaps of neurons. In terms of sleep, the body is really playing around with excitatory arousal neurotransmitters and depressive inhibitory neurotransmitters, speeding things up and slowing things down, respectively. The main excitatory neurotransmitter we're talking about here is glutamate the main excitatory neurotransmitter in the nervous system the central nervous system glutamate is involved in the regulation between sleep and wakefulness and is predominantly present during REM sleep next is acetylcholine which is involved in arousal learning and memory for sleep acetylcholine increases REM sleep and is most present during REM sleep even when compared to wakefulness you have more acetylcholine in your system during REM sleep than you do when you're awake unless you get angry at perhaps Uh, because of this acetylcholine is thought to be involved in regulating and promoting REM sleep and is also involved in modulating the suprachiasmatic nucleus's responsiveness to photic or photon input from the retinohypothalamic tract retino relating to eyes tract meaning connection so the connection tract between the eyeballs and the hypothalamus where the suprachiasmatic nucleus is located. This helps regulate the circadian rhythm and melatonin release. Finally, a big old umbrella is monamines. Monamines are a group of neurotransmitters that contain one amino group connected to an aromatic ring by a two-carbon chain. Examples of monamines are serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine, and histamine. Monamines are excitatory neurotransmitters and the firing of monominergic systems, meaning the systems related to the production or release of monamines are decreased overall during sleep. This makes sense. The body is chilling out, literally and figuratively. So the arousal hormones don't fire. Some of the monamines are involved in switching between REM and NREM, such as serotonin and norepinephrine. 
Then there are the inhibitory neurotransmitters, melatonin and adenosine, which we already talked about, and then GABA, gamma-aminobutric acid, which is the main inhibitory neurotransmitter of the central nervous system. It usually slows down glutamate. GABAergic areas of the brain are involved in the inhibition of orexin neurons, which promote wakefulness and REM suppression. Those are the neurotransmitters involved. Uh, there are some more, but those are the main ones. Now we can go into the actual brain areas. Seems like this is going to be uh, not as long an episode as the other ones. You know, surprisingly, all of these episodes have been a lot shorter than I anticipated, which is probably good. Granted, my plays on the sleep episode haven't been that high. So, um, anyways, brain areas and neurological or slash neurological structures. Yeah, this is where I cut the most corners, but we'll talk about the brain areas, or if you're really, really cool, the neurological structures involved in sleep. The first one is the cerebral cortex, of course. We've talked about the medial prefrontal cortex. This is the topmost layer of the brain, the cerebral cortex. It contains the four main lobes, frontal, parietal, temporal, and occipital. In sleep, the cerebral cortex is where sleep spindles occur during slow-wave sleep which is thought to be involved in memory processing, and we'll talk about why in a bit. To be more specific, there's the prefrontal cortex. During REM sleep, the prefrontal cortex turns off, and the prefrontal cortex is involved in rational thought and controls the other areas of the brain, regulates them. This is the neocortex that makes humans, you know, world conquerors. This prefrontal cortex is our cognition, our cognitive thought, our ability to think, be extremely creative, and you know, make the devices that you're listening to this on. This is what really separates humans from the rest of the uh, other specimens on the planet. Um, the reasons that dreams may be so wild is that the prefrontal cortex turns off during sleep, while the optical and motor areas of the brain are more active than even when you're awake. So the areas of your brain involved in seeing things and moving around are more active during sleep than your rational brain. So this is why these hallucinations of dreams might be happening uh, and why they're so vivid and why they're so great and big. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when you see crazy stuff and do crazy stuff, it's because your non-crazy brain area is out of the picture during sleep. And the sleepier that you feel, this area of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, is the first one to go. And again, it controls your rational thought, which means that your emotion and cognitive capacity won't have a fun time. So if you're sleep deprived, your prefrontal cortex is the first one that stops functioning. Um, so that's not a good time, especially when you're doing important things, uh, especially for doctors. Uh, I think I mentioned those numbers, 460% increased chance to make a mistake in the ICU. But what are you going to do? Anyways, next is the suprachiasmatic nucleus, the SCN. Like we've said, this area is highly involved in your circadian rhythm and toppling all the systems that initiate sleep, including biological processes, acute inflammation, body temperature, endocrine output, all the stuff we said earlier. We also talked about the pineal gland earlier, which produces melatonin. Uh, then there's our beautiful hippocampus, which I do not have. Located in the limbic system, the hippocampus is related to a lot of fun things. For sleep, it's where sharp wave ripples occur, coupled with the sleep spindles and the cerebral cortex necessary for learning. Moreover, hippocampal place cells, neurons in the hippocampus, are known to 
do some really cool stuff when you sleep that we'll talk about in a minute. In terms of general memory, the hippocampus is like a flash drive that has around 16 hours of memory, enough for one day. During sleep, this flash drive takes all of the things stored stored uh, things that stored up over the day and moves the data over to the prefrontal cortex which is like your ssd where the memories and information is stored for a longer period of time moving on there's the erection neurons or hypocretins we mentioned with gaba earlier these erections are a cluster of neurons located in the lateral hypothalamus that innervates supplies with nerves regions of the brain that promote arousal and suppress rem sleep we found in an experiment that injecting erection a or an or an erection agonist, meaning it activates erection receptors, into rodents promotes wakefulness and suppresses REM sleep, likely because it promotes the release of glutamate, which adds to the excitatory effect of the erections. One of the causes of narcolepsy, which we discussed last week, is thought to be caused by autoimmune problems causing the immune system to attack erection neurons. So you have less of them, they're being attacked, they're not working as well, so your body isn't being kept awake as much. And so, well, you pass out. Uh, then there's the ventrolateral preoptic nucleus. This is one of the bigger players involved in making you actually like fall asleep and pass out. Uh, during wakefulness, the locus cerealis blocks the VLPO, which is the ventrolateral preoptic nucleus, uh, with norepinephrine. Uh, and when the VLPO is active, it releases galanin and GABA, two inhibitory neurotransmitters, which stop the ascending monominergic arousal system that keeps you awake. The VLPO is particularly active during NREM sleep, prohibiting cholinergic systems, including acetylcholine, which will become more active when we switch to to REM sleep. Uh, finally, then, switching between REM and NREM is done mostly by the ultradian oscillator located in the mesopontine junction, which is the area between the midbrain and the pons. The oscillator is controlled by the reciprocal interaction between cholinergic REM on and aminergic REM off cell groups, which interact and are mediated by excitatory, inhibitory, and autoregulatory circuits involving GABA and glutamate and other monamines those are all the brain areas and yeah that was long and hard but i'm proud of you you made it now we can talk about brain waves starting with rem rem sleep is characterized by beta brain waves similar to that of the waking state so similar that they can't really be told apart seen next to each other these waves are high frequency chaotic and unpredictable characterized by 15 to 60 hertz during NREM, during REM sleep there are observable pronto geniculo occipital waves that occur originating from the brain stem uh, these waves occur more often after learning moreover the learning uh, after learning the time in REM sleep increases lending to the evidence of increased learning taking part during REM sleep there's also increased firing of hippocampal place cells during REM sleep and we know that hippocampal place cells that are co-activated during waking remain co-activated during subsequent sleep let's put that into english cells that turn on in the hippocampus when you're awake stay turned on when you sleep 
Moving on to NREM1, which is characterized by 4 to 8 hertz theta waves, which is lower frequency than waking in NREM, but still a relatively high frequency with low but increasing amplitude. This is a very light sleep without much notable activity. NREM2 is characterized by 10 to 15 hertz with large synchronized neurological spikes, uh, sprites, yes, (laughs) large synchronized neurological sprites, uh, neurological spikes in the cerebral cortex called sleep spindles. Finally, the thing we've talked about for the past few weeks, sleep spindles, they are a remarkable, spectacular, coordinated spikes in neural neuronal activity. You'll go from lower frequency brain waves to this incredible spike out of the neurons in the cerebral cortex firing at the same time. During NREM2, there's also K complexes, which are sharp, high voltage, biphasic waves lasting for more than half a second. K complexes are mostly observed over the frontal and superior frontal cortices. The cause of K complexes are unknown, with theories ranging from maintenance of sleep, memory consolidation, preventing arousal from sleep, to maintaining synaptic homeostasis. Finally, there's NREM3, which is characterized by slow waves at 2 to 4 hertz, with NREM4 being even slower delta waves, low frequency, high amplitude waves at 0.5 to 2 hertz. Uh, sleep spindles happen in slow wave sleep as well and in the hippocampus during slow wave sleep there are sharp wave ripples thought to be involved in memory consolidation sharp wave ripples are similar to sleep spindles but they have an incline and decline so it's not as sudden and out of nowhere now we can talk about what those sharp wave ripples are doing as we move on to how the brain learns during sleep Uh, we need to sleep before or we need to sleep before learning so our brain is at fully functioning capacity in order to commit things to the hippocampus and clear out beta amyloid which will hinder your memory and cognitive function what happens after we learn though when we go to sleep after we studied Uh, different brain waves occur during different you know different stages of sleep uh, which we just talked about during NREM 3 and 4 or slow wave sleep there are sleep spindles and in the hippocampus there are sharp wave ripples that occur more often when approaching REM sleep learning can be seen when sleep spindles and sharp wave ripples are closely coupled or happening together in the brain and lower learning can be seen when they are less synchronized or more decoupled. Uh, This is theorized to be the mechanism which we talked about earlier of moving memories from the hippocampus to the prefrontal cortex. Also for learning, as we said, hippocampal place cells co-activated during waking remain co-activated during subsequent sleep. It's also believed that NREM is involved in removing redundant memories, while REM is involved in enforcing new memories, which is a possible explanation for why REM increases throughout the night. After the memories get moved, the brain works on connecting those memories in REM sleep. But here's the really, really cool thing, in my opinion. This is amazing. The sharp wave ripples in the hippocampus aren't exactly random. These sharp wave ripples are actually a reverberation of tasks performed during wakefulness. What that means is that the brain actually replays brain waves that occurred during learning while awake. But it doesn't just replay them verbatim. It replays them 
in reverse and about 10 to 20 times faster. In an experiment with mice, they made the mice run a maze and they saw the mice's brainwaves. Bum, bum, bum. And they could they could see those brain waves go bum bum bum, and you could see their brains playing a consistent sound. Then they let the mice sleep, and we saw this spectacular accelerated reverse replay. It was like brr brr brr, uh, and it was similar to the bum bum bum, uh, but it was you know backwards, but and playing faster. Um, this is likely happening for long term potentiation, which is the persistent strengthening of synapses based on recent patterns of activity. Basically, the more often you do something, the more automatic you can do it, your synapses work the same way. I find it's truly, truly marvelous, your brain is literally replaying things while you sleep. And that's all. That is the neurology of sleep that I wanted to cover here. As always, the source document is in the description. You can read all of this in that and get some definitions if you want some of those or if you want to see the papers, um, the research papers and academic papers where all of this was pulled from. There will be one more episode about sleep kind of next week. We're talking about some fun facts, miscellaneous things, whatever else I want to talk about, probably, you know, catch you up on the anime I've been watching and, and just, uh, take some time to just sit in front of the microphone, be dumb, have a, don't have a script and just kind of you know, off the dome, have a good time. So expect a lot more us, ums, and likes, but it's going to be a fun time. Really excited. Uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll probably be a shorter uh, one than what we have had. Granted, these are all been 20 minutes, so it'll probably be the same. Uh, I might talk about a lot of the processes of learning, how it was going through all of this. So we'll see when we get there. Uh, I hope you can really impress your family and friends and make them think you're smarter than you really are. Um, uh, after listening to this episode, tell them about that mesopontine junction. Tell them about that ventral lateral preoptic nucleus or how the retinohypothalamic tract triggers glutamate, which triggers the suprachiasmatic nucleus that then triggers the paraventricular, subparaventricular, dorsomedial nucleus and the medial preoptic area. And, you know, when you say all those words, their heads will probably just go ahead and explode uh, or, you know, they'll never question anything you say ever again so yeah sleep it has been a good old time uh, regardless of your intelligence though maybe you are an actual genius in which case uh i don't know why you're listening to this but thank you uh thank you for listening to this episode uh, i will see you next week peace